This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. I feel like the number one question I am asking people right now is, how are you doing? How are you really doing? And I think I ask that because when everything's spiraling and spinning and chaotic, you just kind of want to look in people's eyes, which usually happens through Zoom or FaceTime, and, and hear that they're okay in the midst of this crazy. And yet that answer to that little question right there, how are we doing? How am I doing? How are you doing? Isn't simple. And I want to talk about today, I want to be super practical today. I want to talk about the spiraling not going on around us, but the spiraling going on inside of us. So let's just take, for example, my brain. If you were going to talk back to me and you were going to look me in the eyes and say, how are you doing, Jenny? I'm going to answer you and I'm going to show you how I'm doing. So given the day, (laughs) given the day, I'm great. I mean, great. I have all my kids home. I have, you know, food that I'm actually cooking. I get to do still meaningful work. I'm great. And in the same day, I'm absolutely a disaster. I have anxiety so thick that my chest hurts physically. I have had to quit watching the news because I can't sleep if I watch it and I have to read my news now. I am frustrated with my kids, even though they really haven't done anything but be kids. I am cranky that I'm a homeschool parent all of a sudden because I also have a job. And I'm wondering about the welfare of my team and our organization and our personal finances for the year to come. And on a given day, too, I'm sad. I'm so sad because... I miss my parents, and I don't know when I'm going to get to see them again. And I worry about them, and I want them to be okay. And I'm sad because some of my good friends have already contracted it and and aren't out of the woods yet. And I'm also sad because the world is suffering universally right now. And, and you know... <laughs> And that's all in one day. And I bet I'm not alone. I bet those same feelings and more are going through your life and through your mind on a given day. And so I thought the very most important thing I could do with this time is is talk through what it looks like in my mind. Because for two years, I worked on a project called Get Out of Your Head. And a lot of you know that. And I don't want to miss this opportunity to apply it to this situation. I haven't gotten to do that yet. And, and I want to apply it to this situation because we are all facing new scary anxieties. We are all facing new unknowns. And our minds are full of more chaos than they have been. So understanding that our mind is the catalyst in which the rest of our lives play out is really probably one of the first things you've got to do to be able to mature. And I, and I see this constantly with my kids where I'm, I'm trying to help them identify what they feel, what the emotion is, what they're thinking, what the thought is, so that they can understand what the behavior is that they're doing and how that's affecting the relationships in their life. Because this is inevitable. Typically, I, I built the spiral this way because largely we notice our emotion first. We don't usually notice the thought first. We largely notice the emotion. 
And, and in this day, we're gonna talk about perseverance, but we cannot persevere unless we understand what's happening inside of us. We cannot go the long haul of obedience and becoming godly unless we understand and master what's going on inside of us. Because the difference in a mature 80-year-old and a bitter, angry 80-year-old is choices, largely. It's not circumstances. You can have similar circumstances. My, my son right now is reading The Hiding Place by Corey Tinboom. You can go through horrid circumstances and not walk out bitter and cynical. It's the spirit of God alone through our choices the power that he's given us because we have choices. And so I want to talk about this little thing because I think it's largely, we're all bumping up against it regularly right now. And for us to persevere, for us to go the long haul, we got to understand what's happening inside of us. So largely, we're just constantly thinking about how we feel about something. My son recently, he's 11, and I've told you stories about him before. He's just, he. the great thing about Coop is he just has all his emotions out here. And so, you know, you know what he feels. And, and he was angry about something and I set him down and I said, are you angry or are you sad? That's all I said. And he had tears start running down his eyes. Like he's not really angry. He, he, he was short with me, but he wasn't really angry at me. He was sad. And I think we've got to start with the emotion that we are really feeling because a lot of us are acting angry and snapping when we're really sad. And so what does it look like to identify what it is that's really bothering us? Because if we can do this well, we can manage this circumstance well. If we can understand what's going on inside of us and submit that to Jesus regularly and consistently, we're going to weather this well. And it, it's the process of discipleship, not just this ethereal idea of it, but, but how do we actually change and how do we actually not get washed you know, with the wave and drawn out to sea, but how do we actually stand when the wave comes and it pulls back? And the way that we stand is this book. But the way that this book applies to our lives, you can know this book. I remember being in seminary and one of my professors, we were talking about change and how does change actually happen and how do we actually live differently. And where the rubber hits the road, it's not in our thoughts and emotions. That consumes our, maybe our own joy and our own happiness. But where the rubber really starts to hit the road is our behaviors and our relationships. And so if we don't get this right, then it affects everything about us. And so we were in seminary and we were talking about how we change and, and yes, he said the word of God is a powerful tool, the people of God a powerful tool, but ultimately it's risking and it's dependence on God that we've got to live in. And this is one of those moments where the rubber's going to hit the road. What we know about scripture, there's a, there's a risk right now in our lives where, you know, I've talked to so many of you that are questioning your faith maybe for the first time. And these circumstances make you feel like, where is God? And what causes us to stay, what causes us to stand what causes us to not spiral downward, but to spiral upward. And these emotions and thoughts are impacting the behaviors and relationships in such a powerful, beautiful way. What shifts all that is this book actually changing us. And where does that change happen? It doesn't happen in ethereal space. It happens in our minds. It happens in our relationships. It happens in our behaviors. And so, you know, Proverbs says it. It says how we think as a man thinketh, so he is. That's who he's going to be. That defines him more than any other thing about his life. What are we dwelling on? What are we thinking about? Scripture says this, Romans 12, verse 2, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. But I want to focus on the first part. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be So there is a different pattern of which we're going to live 
that's going to shift this in such a positive way that our behaviors, our relationships, our emotions, our thoughts are conformed not to the world and our circumstances, what's happening to us, what inputs we're listening to, but our emotions, thoughts, behaviors, and relationships are being transformed by the renewal of our mind. And I wanna say this because where we can control things, we cannot control our circumstances right now, but where we can see change and where we can control things is at this place. You may have heard me say this before, but if I tell you to quit being sad or if I tell you to quit being scared, it's just not helpful. It's not helpful, but you can change and redirect your thoughts. But we have to understand and know what those thoughts are first. So again, I know I sound like a broken record right now, but honestly, I have not talked about this in the in the context of what we're all experiencing now. It all holds true, but it's more important than it was a month ago that we conform our minds, that we renew our minds with this book so that our lives can be transformed. Transformation, if it happens by the renewal of our mind, then it is a process. And that process is true, whether we're being conformed to the world or transformed by God for good. That's the the choice that we have every single day. And so I'm going to be uber practical about perseverance through this, the right now and our perseverance in this season, because we don't know how long it's going to last. And it's got to start in our minds. It's got to start in our minds. The perseverance of this isn't going to change. It can't change with our circumstances. The days I've felt frantic. It's different than anxious. It's its own little emotion. Frantic. It's its its restless. It's like, oh, I'm going to implode. Like, I just, I have so much energy. I don't know how to, and, and four miles of walking, which is what we do all the time. It's not helping it. Like, I just have so much that I feel stuck and I want to get out. That frantic feeling. What we do in that moment, what I do in that moment, it matters. And it's not as simple as just putting a verse to my mind. It's interrupting, it's noticing the thought, what is it that I'm feeling? So so for me, it is identifying, I'm feeling frantic. Why am I feeling frantic? And noticing what thoughts have gotten me there. And when I start taking inventory, a lot of the things have, a lot of my thoughts and emotions, and the reason, you know, if I were to really draw this out, I would need a really big board, and we would keep spiraling because eventually our behaviors and our relationships impact our thoughts and emotions. So for me, my behaviors matter because it helps me take thoughts captive, not just because it's the outward expression of my faith and belief in God, but those behaviors are eventually gonna bump into not only my relationships, but back into my mind and my emotions. And so when I am not doing things like working out, when I am not doing things like quietly spending time alone with God, even though my house is overflowing with people right now, when I am not practicing kindness and and presence with my family in a way that is productive and helpful, then I'm not happy. (laughs) I know I'm about to talk to you all. I'm going to be a mama bear here. And I'm going to say that the way we parent ourselves in this is that we do not let ourselves spin out in chaos. We do not let this cycle take over and our circumstances define our feelings. How do we interrupt this? How do we not let this thing spin out. I'm gonna give you one big thing. It is the daily practice of my life, of my mind. It is this, that we are able to interrupt our thoughts. We are able to interrupt them and the way that we interrupt them, the power that God has given us is in Romans 12, that we have a choice, that we do not have to live conformed to the world, that this does not have to equal frantic chaos, that this doesn't have to equal frantic anxiety, We have a choice and we can interrupt it. I I cannot tell you how powerful just that little phrase has been to me. 
that Jesus died for the power of my mind to be free, free to worship him, free to have the fruits of the spirit, that it is no longer conformed to the world because it actually can be transformed because of the blood of Jesus. And the fact that I have a choice, I'm crazy if I don't use it. I'm crazy if I don't interrupt it. If I spiral out frantically for my family and I don't use the power that God has given me to set me free. Guys, the enemy has a plan for this time, just like God has a plan for this time. And we have a choice how we're gonna live it. is available now. You can download it today. You can go to any bookseller that you love and you can purchase it. So go get the book. I'm telling you, this is it. This is the war we're all fighting and I cannot wait to fight it together and to fight for you with these words. I pray that they set you free in a deeper way than you even knew was possible. So go get the book, Get Out of Your Head. You can check out all of the materials we have for you at getoutofyourheadbook.com. Get out of your head.